Hi guys, welcome back to the final episode, episode 11 of season two. It's been all about going behind the scenes with online content creation. And for our final episode, I'm going to unveil for you four tools, I guess I could call it, four things that all online content creators really should take advantage of. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested. Because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. There are definitely lots more things I could have talked about in the season, and maybe we'll revisit this topic again in the future. That's one thing I like about this idea of podcast seasons. Um, I like it, but it's also kind of kicking me in the butt. (laughs) I like it that, oh yeah, we're going to look at this topic for just a short amount of time, and then we'll move on to a whole different topic, and we'll kind of keep our thoughts, you know, combined and in seasons. But the, the bad part of that is, I tend to be an overcompensating perfectionist. And if I tell myself this season is about X, Y, or Z, then daggone it, I should cover everything that has to do with X, Y, or Z. But um, yeah, so I'm going to get over that. (laughs) There were lots of other guests that wanted to come on and our schedules just wouldn't work. Um, And there were other topics I've thought of that I could have dived in, dived, dived into, dove into, right? (laughs) Um, Anyway, but it's time to move on. And I'm actually really excited about the upcoming season. I asked you guys over on Instagram, I gave you three choices and I was really surprised at the answers. They were pretty much split three ways. Um, definitely one of the topics came in on the lower side and the other two were almost tied, but I was surprised that that one that came in on the lower side got as high of a response as it did because it's something I almost never talk about. So what I had asked you was if you were interested in a season for our next one about real food or one about homestead animals, the ins and outs and the things you might want to know before you dive into all the different kinds of homestead animals that I have raised over the years. Or, so that's two, the third one was homeschooling and a perspective of a homeschool veteran that did this wonderful thing for 20 years and my thoughts on that. And that third one, I was surprised at how huge the response was actually. Like I said, it's not something I talk about. I think I've, well, in the in the last few years, I was going to say, I've only written once ever about homeschooling. <clears throat> and that, I did a podcast about that as well. Um, and that was when a crazy article came out. Um, I'm not going to get into it because I'm going to get fired up. And that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> um, and then I've written things, 
many, many years ago that related to homeschooling, but not much. So anyway, I was surprised at how much you guys are interested in that topic. So that will definitely be an upcoming season. But the other two, like I said, they were neck and neck, so I just had to choose. So this time around, this next season, we're going to dive into real food, and it's going to be fun. I think you're really going to like some of the things that we're covering in this next season. So definitely hang with me for this next season. Um, and then for the homeschooling one, I'm excited that there was such an interest in that because I'm actually going to be speaking on this topic. My actual speech title is How to Homeschool Kids Who Will Change the World at the Homesteaders of America Conference in October. So if any of you are going to that, definitely reach out, let me know so I can be watching for you. Definitely stop and say hi. I would love to meet you guys there in Virginia in October. Okay, so all of that to say, this is the final episode of this season for now for this topic of online content creation. And I thought before we close out the season, the last little thing that would be most important in my mind, if I was rather new to this content creation thing, would be the tricks of the trade and the tools that I need to know about. And they make life so much easier. <laughs> so the first one, number one, I use it daily, many times a day, and I use it for so many different things. And the best part is, it's free. Now, I have personally upgraded to the pro version, but you don't need to. I mean, it has a lot of features that I personally love and I couldn't live without at this point. But when you're just starting out, go check out Canva, C-A-N-V-A. You're going to love this free program. It is so user-friendly and it's so versatile. I use it for if I have a photograph that I want words overlaid on top of it, I go to Canva. So that would be something like um, a printable image for like a download or uh, a pinnable image. If you want to put a blog post or a YouTube video or whatever on Pinterest where people can find it and save it, you need to have some sort of a nice image that tells people what your blog post or your video is about, right? I create every one of mine in Canva. I also use it for um, like making charts or just any kind of a download that I want to offer, whether it's like a fill-in chart or a page of information. Um, and I've, I've even made long, complicated eBooks on Canva. It's not my preferred way to use Canva. I, if I'm going to do something long, more than maybe five or six pages, I personally would use pages. I have a Mac and I find pages to be very user-friendly and it works well for me for a long document, but you could use Canva for an entire ebook if you wanted to. And it does have some really fun bells and whistles that actually just come with the free version. There are, you will see <laughs> pretty much every time you use it, you go to grab something and it says, oh no, this is a dollar or this is $2. So there are little things that you have to pay for in the free version if you really want to use them, but you can just avoid using those items. Um, on the other hand, I will say I only used it for probably less than a year when I realized Pro was the way to go. It's so much more streamlined and easier for me and it maintains all of your um, branded things and branded images and it's just easier to 
to organize things with the pro version and all those little things that would cost you a buck here and two dollars there are you know included with the pro version so but anyway you don't need to start with that just go start with the free one and play around with it and you will love the things you can create okay and i might have maybe told you these out of order i was so excited to tell you about canva i guess when you're starting out you might want to think about a logo I guess you could also argue though, you know what, wait a while until you really have figured out your audience and what your true content is, and that's going to impact your logo. So you could argue this either way, but it is nice to be able to, from the get-go, brand your things so that your audience recognizes this is your thing. And they, they know that you know they're on your site or they're using your printables because oh this looks very much like solely rested and i see the logo right plus the logo helps you um, explain to your audience who you are what your purpose is etc so if you are looking for a logo designer it's not the easiest thing if you don't personally know a graphic designer it can get complicated and take a lot of time i spent a long time before i found um, I actually have two different graphic designers I work with for different kinds of things, but it was not easy finding them. So, um, oh, I guess I should say, if you want to know who I work with, send me a message. I'm always happy to refer people to both of my designers. They're great ladies to work with, but you can go to a great resource, 99designs, and you can... You have a couple options actually of ways that you can use that service to find a graphic designer that is absolutely perfect for you. And you can even, if you want, like have them kind of bidding on what you're looking for, give you their different ideas and tell you what it would cost. So that's a great resource. It's also a resource for the third aspect of things you want to think about, which is web design. We did spend a little bit of time, one episode of this season talking about how if you can avoid it, it's really kind of good to not use just a generic free web design that everybody else is using. It's really nice to have one that you can organize for your exact needs to meet your organizational um, goal for your site. And also that is very unique to you that people, you know, realize that you are professional and this is your site and it's not the same as 18 others that they just were on. Um, so anyway, if you are looking for a web designer, you can also use 99design to find different professional designers and to compare them and find the one that's just perfect for you. Also, there is another resource that I've heard great things about, and I really like some of the things I've seen them create. It's called, it's a, um, a company called Themeisle. And they do a great job from what I hear. So there's definitely resources and definitely a lot of people and places you can compare for all of these things. I will leave links to the things I'm mentioning in the show notes. And as I've been saying all along, go to solelyrested.com slash create. I've told you that every episode of this season, haven't I? <laughs> that is the wheelhouse for all of the resources that I've been mentioning all season long. So at solelyrested.com slash create. I will give you the same specific information I'm mentioning right now about these resources there on that page um, for you to be able to kind of soak it all in a little bit more. And finally, the fourth resource that I wanted to tell you about, this is one I wish I had known about a whole lot sooner. It's kind of funny how you just 
scramble around, do the best you can with what you know. And then years later, you realize, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Um, But it is called Smart Mockups, and it is such a wonderful free resource. Now, it's not expensive, actually, to have the paid version, and you might find that it's worth it because if you're going to be creating many things, this is a great, really quick way to make an image of whatever it is you're creating and offering to your audience, whether it's a printable, a chart, um, download list, or check off, you know, boxes of things, um, or if it's even a video that you want to tell them about. There's all different designs at Smart Mockups that you can simply drag and drop your image onto their image so that you can show your ebook on um, a tablet or on a smartphone so that people instantly realize, oh, this is an electronic download that she's offering. I want to get that. That looks fabulous, right? And you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because you've probably seen a lot of you know, websites that have images like this. But if you're like me, you might've been like, wow, that's pretty cool. How on earth did they make that image? It's super simple. And like I said, I wish I had known about this long ago. Um, if you want to see what I'm talking about, I have a image on the page, solelyrested.com slash create that shows you the um, graphic that I designed using smart mockups and Canva. So I combined the two because smart mockups only has, you know, so many things. They have thousands of things, but they might not have exactly the image that you want for your purposes. Cause I wanted like a couple tablets, a handful of phones and, um, a laptop. So I simply used all their individual ones of those items, dragged my images on, and then I took those into Canva and I overlaid them on top of each other and made the image exactly what I wanted it to be. So be resourceful, use the resources that you find to your advantage. And you know, this is just a few, there's certainly lots of other things out there. And I'm sure when I'm done recording this, I'll be like, oh, why didn't I think of blank? <laughs> but these are the ones that um, have been in my mind that I wish I had known about from the beginning. And I think you're really going to love them. Maybe you're already using them, but um, I hope that's helpful. So with that, guys, this season is a wrap. It's been so much fun. I've really enjoyed not only sharing some of these insights with you and talking with some of the great guests that we had on, but I've loved hearing from you. I mean, really, it has shocked me. Here, I started this season. I actually started it, I think, just one episode, not even thinking it was going to be a season, quote unquote. I can't remember now. But um, I know that I did not think it would turn out to be an 11-episode season. Never would have imagined that. But um, I just, I've been shocked at how much you guys have enjoyed this, what you've gained from it and that it's inspired you. And that's got me really excited. So please join me back here in a few more weeks. We will start our third season of the podcast. I'm really excited about the topic, guys. And (laughs) I like got giddy excited when I went over to iTunes to grab the latest um, review for this podcast that was over there because I like to share one every episode if I can. Although I've run out. I'm to the end. 
So I hope that somebody listening goes over and leaves me a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And I would love to give you a shout out on the next episode. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I was excited to see that the review was about the very topic of our next season about real food. Beth left a review that says, delightful. I'm loving this podcast. Michelle has the most soothing voice and she is so full of inspiration. Thanks to her, I've purchased my own grain mill and I am milling my own flour. Good for you, Beth. I love it. Do you follow on Instagram maybe? I'm wondering because I know I've talked a lot about my grain mill over on Instagram recently. Um, Beth goes on to say, I didn't even realize that that was a thing. It has brought my bread to a whole new level. It's delicious. I highly recommend listening to this podcast. You won't regret it. Thank you, Beth. You made my day. Of course, you guys always do. You guys are awesome. I truly am very blessed. And it has been a joy getting to know each and every one of you in all the different avenues that I've gotten to know you. So thank you for being here. Please go and follow over on your favorite podcast player so that when the next season releases, you'll get a notice and you'll know that there is a new episode in our new season. Thanks for being here, guys, and have a fantastic day in your neck of the woods.